powerful men are being felled by past sexual misconduct. And this time, it's in the U.S. Congress. Welcome back to Cup of Politics. I'm Paul Singer, the USA Today Washington correspondent. After five decades in Congress, Michigan Democrat John Conyers resigned this week. He's the first lawmaker to step down because of allegations of sexual misconduct. He was quickly followed by Minnesota Senator Al Franken, also a Democrat, who resigned after a stream of allegations that he groped women. Conyers' resignation was a dramatic end to a storied career in Congress. Even after the first charges against him became public, House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi called him an icon and was a little bit tentative in criticizing him. It's worth noting that Conyers has survived scandal before, but in this climate, sexual misconduct was a bridge too far. Todd Spangler, the Detroit Free Press Washington correspondent, has covered Conyers for years. We invited him to come talk about the stunning end for the longest current serving member of the House. Todd Spangler, thank you for joining us here on Cup of Politics. Well, thanks for having me, Paul. Um, so let's talk first about the facts of what happened to Congressman Conyers. How did these allegations of sexual impropriety first emerge, and sort of how did these dominoes fall? Well, it all began on on Monday, November twentieth, when BuzzFeed published some confidential documents, including a complaint and a settlement by a former staffer of his. We know now that's a woman named Marion Brown. But at the time, we didn't know her name. And it alleged sexual improprieties, touching, rubbing him, propositioning her on a couple of occasions. And uh, that's when it started to come out. There were some affidavits that were filed along with that that also accused uh, the congressman of making improper remarks, of rubbing women's legs and, and things like that. And that really got it going. Now, he, he denied those, right? Yeah, he's denied everything. I mean, from then up until now... We've had at least six people come out publicly and say that he harassed them or behaved otherwise in some improper way to them. And he's he's denied all of those allegations. I mean, there has not been one that he said, maybe I was wrong or something. He hasn't done any of the sort of Al Franken things saying, maybe I was misread or my intentions were, were, were misunderstood. He said, didn't do it. Flat out, never happened. Oh, he didn't say never happened, but he said, I, I, I didn't do any of this. Did he apologize? No. There, hasn't, there haven't been any apologies to speak up to these people. Now, he has said their claims should be heard. You know, they have every right to bring them. Just that, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't understand these these claims, and they didn't happen. Now, he did settle a case, but again, that doesn't really mean anything, right? He can say he settles a case because he wants to make it peacefully resolve instead well, right. of... Yeah. I mean, and that's what he said. I mean, when he settled this claim with Marion Brown back in 2015, she filed it in 2014, he paid her twenty-seven grand. I mean, uh, a little more than twenty-seven thousand dollars, and it was this weird there's dollar change amount. And the, the reason for it is, he says, is that this is a severance package. This is this is money I want to give you because you've been a long-term employee, but I don't want there to be protracted litigation. I don't want any hard feelings. I expressly deny any and all of your claims. And he signed that, and she signed that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, these settlements, generally speaking, are are brought up as if they are, well, we don't want protracted litigation. We don't want to drag anybody through the mud. Right. So so how do we get from, you know, this report that there was a settlement where he didn't acknowledge any wrongdoing? You know, Nancy Pelosi at the first version of this said, well, he's an icon of the House and should be heard. And I believe 
both she and uh, Mr. Conyers said, well, the appropriate place for this conversation is the ethics committee. Let them review it and decide whether it's a bad thing. How do we get from that to this week he resigns? So as happens in these cases and has been happening with Senator Franken, is that one begets another, begets another, begets another. That initial report had, again, one person filing a complaint, four other people saying they had either seen or experienced harassment themselves. After that, we get a Washington lawyer, Melanie Sloan, who comes out and says, Conyers called me to a meeting where he didn't have his, his, his pants on. Not that she thought it was sexual harassment, but that, you know, that that happened. I've been to a lot of meetings in Washington. Well, I just like to point out that's I've never been to that meeting. Well, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to start going to them either. <laughs> exactly. um, you know, another case where a former employee, Deanna Meyer, comes out and says, ah, oh, he, he grabbed me three times when, when, I, when I worked for him uh, in, in Detroit. Other people just start coming out. There's a lawsuit that was filed, then withdrawn, alleging certain things. So once you get on it, it starts, that drumbeat starts happening. Even with all of those allegations, what really happened along with that that, that made this occur is people on the Hill started saying, you got to go. I mean, you know, you initially have the, the Black Caucus who's making some calls to him saying, come on, John, it's it, you want to protect your legacy, move on. But he's resisting that somewhat. That puts them in a bad place. Um, Pelosi comes out after some more, more, more allegations and says, As far as Capitol Hill is concerned, we want to be sure that everyone who works here who might be a victim of this, whether it's staff to staff, member to staff, member to member, understands it's all over. There's a new day. And the uh, courage of the women coming forward is something that is uh, making a big difference. I'm done. Also, you got to go. And Jim Clyburn, the number three Democrat in the House, a member of the a longtime member of the of the of the Congressional Black Caucus, he gets himself into kind of a corner where he maybe makes a comparison with, you know, with, 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 with false allegations before that he maybe shouldn't have made. I think feels like he's got to come out and call for Conyers to resign. When he does that, it's really it's really just a matter of time. I think about, you know, on, on Tuesday a week ago, Conyers, as this all was happening, suddenly quits Washington, flies back to Detroit. Right, checks uh, into a hospital. Check, well, I, I said stress-related injuries. He didn't go to the hospital first. He First he goes home. And then when he goes home, you know, the media is camped outside of his house. His wife comes out and berates them for, for, for being there. Within 24 hours, he's in the hospital, stress-related uh, uh, symptoms apparently, spends the rest of the time, you know, in the hospital up until this Tuesday when he retires, uh, resigns, right. whatever. Whatever the language is, yeah. So Conyers is 88 years old, right? I mean, he's he's been at this for a while. He's been in the House for, what, 53 years? Yeah, he was first elected in 64. So he survived previous scandal. Yeah. Talk a little about that, like sort of why this is different than that. Well, those previous scandals didn't get anywhere close to this. I mean, I, you know, in, in one of those cases, that was a matter of, was he using staff to babysit and do personal things? And he got, you know, into a little bit of, of, of hot water with the ethics committee about that. They ended up sort of slapping on the wrist. He said, I'll train my staff to make sure they know what their responsibilities are. But I mean, Paul, you know, I mean, there's lots of members of Congress who rely on staff to do laundry and hey, I'm I'm working hard. Can you watch the kid? I right. Mean, and walk there the were, dog. There, were, there, were, there were, certainly was evidence that he went beyond that, having them drive their kids to school. And but you know, it never rose to the level of you know sexually harassing someone. The other thing that that happened with 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 Conyers most recently is he paid about fifty grand to a former chief of staff who um, she left under a cloud, something unrelated to his to the actual office. 
but receiving stolen property. Um, hmm. And she left. Conyers said, "I got to get rid of you, but I want to give you a severance. You're my chief. I mean, you're my chief. You're my top person here." So he pays her out of office funds instead of finding some other way to do this. Well, there's house rules that say you really can't pay somebody for time they didn't actually work. So the, right. But Conyers' lawyers, for what it's worth, I mean, he's got some good ones too. Say, you know, there's a lot of leniency in house rules. We can. That's it's perfectly allowed for him to pay a severance package if he wants to. So. Those are a handful of, of the things he's, he's, he's gotten to. But those don't rise to that level. No. And, and also, it's interesting. I mean, part of this is the timing, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, these, yeah. these allegations in this climate are just completely unacceptable, particularly as also as Democrats are trying to make the point that the Republicans may be about to elect uh, Roy Moore to the Senate uh, from Alabama, who has been accused of a lot of improprieties as well. If Democrats want to make the case that's improper, they've got to clean their own house. Absolutely. And, and and this is, is you know Conyers has kind of complained about this in in the in the message that you know he had Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas uh, an ally of his read on the House floor on Tuesday as he was resigning retiring you know he said in this current environment I can't get due process and that's really uh, by the way not sitting well with the, with a lot of members of the Congressional Black Caucus who mm-hmm. do wonder why. Some other folks, like Fahrenheit of Texas, are not coming under the same kind of firestorm of criticism that Conyers, the calls to resign, as Conyers has, saying, you know, he the guy was kind of owed some due process and didn't and didn't get it, in, right. in, you know, in, in, in his case. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the length of his career and what he is. There, there will be positive things he is known for. Uh, this, this won't be the only thing on his on his gravestone, right? You wouldn't know that today. I mean, I, there was. And haven't been anybody standing up on the House floor to say what storied career. I mean, this guy was the sixth longest serving member of Congress in its history. I mean, it's 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 amazing how long he's been around. No other African-American has served that long. He's been, you know, he marched with Martin Luther King. He when 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 Rosa Parks left Alabama, um, she you know, she came to Detroit and he hired her. I mean, he and, and she retired from his office. I mean, this is I, and, and that's just that's the, the stuff on the surface. I mean, this guy as, as, a, as a top Democrat and the chairman for a while on the, on the Judiciary Committee was the guy who pushed for voting rights laws and pushed mm-hmm. for getting rid of, 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 of mandatory minimum sentences for- yeah, he did for, a lot I mean, on the uh, uh, judicial reform and- Yeah, yeah and, and a lot of that's going to get lost. I mean, a lot of that's not going to really be remembered. I mean, you know, in 60, 68, when the, when, the, when the riots happened in Detroit, you know, he's, he's a young congressman who's standing on top of a car trying to get people to calm down. I mean, those, those images are still out there. Right. And they're not going anywhere. But right now, at least, it seems they're just subsumed by 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 the scandal, and 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 perhaps rightly so. Uh, one last thing, the, I guess the reports are we may have a Conyers after Conyers, right? There will still be a Conyers in this race to replace him. Yeah, I mean, there's it's a known family, and certainly it's a it's a family brand in Detroit, and there's no dearth of people in Detroit. I, I mean, people did show up at a, at a rally on on Monday. You know, to say he needs to do not not dismissing the claims necessarily, but saying he should get due process for this, effectively telling him not to to go. Mm-hmm. So as he resigns, he endorses his son John the uh, Third. He's John Conyers is John Conyers Jr. His dad was a labor lawyer. Uh, he endorses John Conyers the Third to replace him in Congress. We also know that uh, State Senator Ian Conyers, who is John Conyers's great grand nephew, also interested in running for this seat. 
So, yeah, we might get a, another Conyers in Congress, depending on how that plays out. I don't expect it to be anywhere near that easy. There's lots of people who have been waiting for John Conyers well, to right. go to move into that spot. And some, a lot of them are not named Conyers. Yeah, although I will mention that in the neighboring district or the nearby district, it was John Dingle's district for all those years. John Dingle, who was the son of the former Congressman Dingle and who John Dingle left the office and his wife, Debbie Dingle, took the seat. And John Conyers worked for John Dingle before being elected to Congress. You know, I don't know how many million people live in Michigan, but you got to figure there'd be a few more people who could take these seats. Oh, there's, 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 there's plenty who want to, but as you know, I mean, the name brand sort of does, does mean a lot. And it certainly means a lot in areas that, you know, see depopulations and, and, and things, democratic strongholds, you know, right. like, like Detroit and its suburbs. Those things do tend to mean a lot. And again, not not diminishing the severity of these of these accusations from a political standpoint John Conyers you know did have a legacy and 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 was consistent in in, uh, in pushing progressive policies right delivering what his people wanted exactly Todd Spangler thank you very much for filling us in can folks follow you on Twitter yep at TS Spangler at TS Spangler thanks very much for joining us thank you The drumbeat against sexual harassers continues on Capitol Hill, and it seems very likely that Conyers and Franken will not be the last lawmakers to lose their job over it. As always, you can get all of your politics coverage at usatoday.com, check out our On Politics blog, and we also tweet our political coverage from at usatodaydc. And if you like, you can follow me on Twitter at Singer News. If you liked what you heard today, we hope you'll subscribe to the Cup of Politics on Apple Podcasts. It is a free and easy way to make sure that you don't miss an episode of Cup of Politics. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Many thanks, as always, to Taylor Macon, our producer who's doing such a great job of making us sound good. And thanks, as always, to Chris Moscatello for our lovely theme music.